Number 10. Fulfill a dream. In all the time I've been on this earth, I've never yet met someone who didn't have a dream. Now the dreams may vary, and quite often do, but everyone I've ever spoken to has had some burning desire that they've craved to fulfill. For many people, their dreams will never be realised. I suppose that's why they're called dreams. In the first place, but deep down, everyone hopes that his or her dreams will come true. Imagine for a moment that you could grant someone their wish, that you could actually give someone the thing they've dreamt of having. Imagine what, what someone would be prepared to pay for that. You see, some dreams will ultimately be unobtainable. For example, you might have a dream of holding the world's world 100 meter sprint record. Now, you may or may not be a good runner, but regardless of how good you are, what you're really aiming for is to be better than every, anyone else in the world who has the same dream. Unfortunately, with a dream like that, only one person can realize it. But not all dreams are unobtainable. Some just need to be presented at the right time and, at, in, all, and in the right way. Let me show you what I mean. You own a company that sells outdoor patios and you place an advertisement in the local newspaper that simply says, Outdoor patios at great prices. Act. Now, there happens to be a young lady reading through the paper and she sees your ads. She barely pauses for a moment at your ad before turning the page and reading on. She comes across your opposition's ad a few pages further on. But their, ads are di- but their ad is different. Their ad <coughs> says something to the effect of, Imagine how your friends would flock to your home to enjoy your new outdoor entertainment area. This time, she doesn't turn the page. This time, she stops and picks up her phone and dials the number at the bottom of the ad. A few short weeks later, she's sitting back admiring her new patio while her opposition is happily banking her money. So why did their ad work and yours failed? After all, she did see see your ad first. The reason is quite simple. This young lady was never very popular at school. And even now that she's been in her workforce for quite a few years, she doesn't have many friends. But all her life, she's dreamt of being popular. She's spent countless hours dreaming of what it would be like to have parties at her house where everyone who's anyone would attend. Now that you're, we're advertising the same product at the com- as the company who eventually made the sale... Now, you were advertising the same product as the company that would eventually make, make the sale, but you approached it in the wrong way. You simply focused on the facts, whereas they focused on the dream. Now, maybe she won't be more popular now that she has an outdoor patio, but in her mind, she's satisfied and she's taken another step towards real, realizing her dream. So, how does that apply to your product or service? What dreams do your potential clients have that you could fulfill? It all comes down to basic wants, needs, and desires. For most people, feeling popular and being accepted by their social groups is all important to them, but very few people are happy to be alone. People also want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel that they've achieved something. Almost all dreams are based around basic desires that most people have. Even if they don't admit it to themselves, any advertising that can appeal to those desires will have a great chance of making sales. But you need to be careful when trying to fulfill a dream. If you go over the top, people will quickly see through you and feel that you're trying to rip them off. 
offer great value. Number 11. It never ceases to amaze me how many people I see advertising basic services or products no different to that of any of other similar businesses. Who then exact people... Who then exact... Expect people to purchase from them simply because they're advertising. There are so many companies who don't offer any value out of the ordinary. Who simply run ads and wait for calls. This is exactly what they end up doing. Sitting around waiting for calls that never eventuate. I'm certain if you ask these people why prospective clients should choose their businesses... They'd be able to come up with many number of lame reasons, none of which really make them stand out. Yet these very same people would be expecting exceptional value whenever they go shopping. Part of the reason why people fall into this trap is because they mistakenly believe that offering great value costs a lot of money. They feel that if they offer anything out of the ordinary, they'll be cutting into their margins. Now, in some cases, they would indeed make slightly less out of each sale. But at least they'd be making sales. The ironic part of their whole way of thinking is that they probably already that they probably already offer great value and simply don't realize it. Or in some cases, they simply don't promote it. A good example of this is a business that sells a product and then offers advice on how best to use it. Hardware stores are often guilty of this. You can go into hardware stores and talk to one of the salespeople about a project your undertaking, and they'll give you heaps of advice and then sell you the products you need. Now, there may not be anything exceptional about the products they sell, but, pri- but price would you place on their advice? But what price would you place on their advice? If they simply promote the fact that, that they give expert advice at no extra charge, they'll be offering sensational value. That would be certain to generate great extra sales to make it really effective a business could place a dollar value on their advice and then offer this as a free service for anyone who brought the ad into the store when they came in to purchase you simply need to make your customer aware of the things that you do not that you do that your opposition doesn't in other words you need to define your unique selling prospect propositions or usp your usp is the one thing that is truly different about you or at least the one thing that you can promote as being different a successful usp should be truly unique exciting to your target market something that will get people talking and something that can't really easily be copied or if it can be copied it will be an obvious ripoff on the part of the offending business a lot of business owners wonder why they need a uniqueness at all. Shouldn't there be room for dozens of me too businesses? The fact is, there isn't and there isn't and the me too businesses will ultimately go to the wall. What about your businesses? When you started, did you begin with uniqueness? A real point of difference? Or did you just start as a me too competitor? Here's an interesting illustration of why uniqueness is so important. When a new grocery store opens, it has to share sales with all the other grocery stores in the areas. <coughs> or in the area. If there are already three stores and two of them are already struggling, what makes you think you have a better chance? 
all you've done is split sales further. Now, instead of the total grocery sales being split between three, now they're being split between four. If you promote your business as me too, you can forget it. The days of competing on price and services are at an end. These days, people have so many opinions, they can almost... You can almost always get it somewhere cheaper from someone who will do it better. The major point is clear. You must offer great value if you have no uniqueness. You have no reason for existence and as a new competitor come into the market, you'll continue to sink. You can offer great value through package deals. You simply offer more value for the same money. Of course, this is where your margins may become an issue. But consider this. (coughs) What if you have old stock sitting in a shelf? And it's not moving. Rather than leaving it there taking up space, why not offer it as an extra incentive for people to buy? This way, you can make an offer that people perceive as great value at the same time free up your shelves for faster moving items. Another option is to offer a special deal with another business. Imagine if a hairdresser offered a free facial at a nearby beauty salon for anyone who had a cut and colour. Wouldn't, wouldn't have to pay for the facial. They'd simply need to approach the beautician with the prospects of sending them a bunch of new clients. When you think about the, it, this makes a lot of sense for the beautician to understand what I mean. Consider this. Each time the beautician places an advertisement, it costs them money to generate new clients. Now, if they place a $100 ad that brings them 10 new clients, each client has cost them $10 to extract, to attract. Now, if you... If the actual hard cost of their facial is $5, they save $5 for each free facial they give away. When you consider how much that new client will spend with them over the next few years, they come out well ahead. (coughs) So simply put, making a great offer doesn't need to cost you money. You just need a bit of time and thought. At the end of the day, it will be time well spent. No doubt, before you invest in the books, you notice the headline, how me the money show me the money 149 hints tips and trick secrets to writing ads that sell i'd imagine that it was this headline that got you looking at this book in the first place you'll have noticed that i didn't call the book 149 hints tips and secrets about writing ads i included the topic of selling as a part of the headline why simply because that's why what advertising is all about it's all about making sales you should never place an ad for the sake of placing an ad you should only place an ad with the view of making sales from it so with this in mind you need to realize that people get it that getting people to call is only half the battle you need to be able to sell it to them once they've responded to your ad (coughs) one of the easiest ways to do this is to under promise your ad and then deliver when they contact you in response to your ad you need to keep something up to the sleeve for when you for when a prospect calls or something comes into your store through this tell them just enough in your ad to get them to contact you this should be the case with almost all of your advertising anyway if you tell them too much in your ad
if you t should be case if you tell them to an ad itself they can make the, their decision without needing to speak with you now you might ask isn't that the idea to put it simply the answer is no you want to be able to talk to the prospect so you can sell them on your product or service many people will read an ad interpret it in different ways so there's a chance that someone reading your ad who thinks they can make the decision for themselves hasn't really got the message you are trying to deliver. By talking to them in person, you get the chance to find the motivation behind looking for the services in the first place. If you can get the prospect to call, then you can find out what motivates them. Then play on that in your sales pitch. If you've then kept a few things on your up your sleeve, you can use extra as extras as a way to get them over the line. Car yards do this particularly well. Often people will be looking at a car, be on the verge of making a decision, and the salesperson will offer to throw in a few, few extras. The advertising draws the prospect in, but it's their over-delivery that closes the sale. It's a matter of working out what you can offer over and above what you're offering. Now that will be seen in the prospect's eyes as over-delivering. It's quite easy. A person who mows lawns for people could offer to change their light bulbs when they finish the lawn at no extra charge. A bakery could throw in a donut for every two loaves of bread they sell. Anything at all that you can offer will help you get people to purchase. Remember, it's not enough to get people simply to call you. You need to make the sale to those who do. Sales are not just about those people who respond. This can also lead to extra sales who, um, through referrals. Imagine if you responded to an advertisement in the yellow pages for mechanical repairs. <coughs> you take your car around to them and leave it to be serviced. You might expect to have to catch a taxi back home and then come back later when you've finished. They finish. But this mechanic is not your normal run-of-the-mill mechanic. When you arrive, you're taken to a clean, comfortable waiting room with leather lounge chairs. You're offered a cup of coffee, brewed not instant, in a beautiful china cup. The mechanic then asks you a series of questions about the sort of driving you do, any major repairs you've had done previously, and a host of other information regarding your car. When the initial interview is completed, you're told that it will be approximately three hours before your car will be ready. The mechanic tells you that he'll send the car around to pick you up and take you back home. You're a little hesitant. The last time you got into a mechanic's car, you ended up covered in grease and stinking of petrol. Imagine your surprise when a clean current model sedan pulls up out the front. You've, you're taken to your house and told that the car will come back and get you in three hours time to take you to pick up your car. Do you think you might tell a few friends about your experience? Your ad may draw people in, but it's the other... Over delivery when they purchase when they purchase from you that will lead to additional sales. Advertising is so often about more than than simply those people who respond in the first place. Number thirteen. The bottom line. If it works, rerun it. <coughs> I remember working with a cabinet maker who was running advertisements in his local newspaper. He asked me to write some new advertisements for him before embarking on his new ads. I asked to see the ones he was currently running. I looked over his ads and was surprised to see that they were quite good. So so good, in fact, I felt compelled to ask him what sort of response he was getting.
He informed me that he was averaging about 7 to 10 calls per week. Not a bad stri- strike rate, I thought. Considering how many people were actually looking for a cabinet maker at any one time, he went on to explain that the ad I was looking at had brought him a better response than any he'd used in the past. Not only was he getting a reasonable number of calls per week, but he was making quite a few sales and the ads were very profitable. I asked him if the ad was getting less calls now than it had in the past and only to find out that it wasn't. The response he was getting each week currently was as good as he'd ever got with it. I was a little confused. The ad was getting a good number of calls, many of whom were then buying from him, and he was making very good money from the ad. So why did he want to change it? He had simply got tired of seeing the same ad over and over again and felt that his potential prospects would be sick of it too. Now, you might look at this and realize how ridiculous his thinking was, but I've seen this happen time and time again. The simple fact of advertising is that once you find the ad that works, you shouldn't keep you shouldn't you should keep running it. You'll get sick of it well before your clients do. When you think about it, to stop running an ad that makes you money simply because you're tired of it doesn't make any sense. It would be like a professional photographer deciding they were sick of taking wedding photo- photographs even if weddings were where they made a bulk of their money. What many people fail to realize is that at one, at any one time, there are only a limited number of people that will be looking for particular products or services. People can read a newspaper day after day and never see your ad until they happen to be in the market for what you're offering. If you were advertising washing machines, you wouldn't expect everyone reading the paper to be in the market for a washing machine at the same time. In fact, You'd be lucky if 2% of the people looking through the paper were looking of buying a new one. So if your headline was something along the lines of, here's why you should buy your new washing machine from XYZ retailers, you wouldn't expect to get too many calls. Not because it's not a good headline, but simply because not many people will be looking for your product. However, if someone was in the market for a new washing machine, your ad would work, would jump out of the page at them. And that'd be more likely that'd be that'd be more likely to call. It's what's commonly referred to as people reticular activity system or RES for short. Without going into it too much too much complicated detail, your RES is simply a way of getting your mind to focus on something that is important to you at that time. You don't need to to cons- consciously focus on what it is you're after. Often, it will just happen, but your RES is very powerful and can consciously or unconsciously set to track for all sorts of things. (coughs) I'll give you an example of how this works. Recently, I decided to to buy a new car, a silver Porsche Boxster. Now, until I've decided to buy one, I hardly ever saw them on the roads, but once I had brought it, I saw them everywhere. The reason... Before I started thinking about silver Porsche boxes, I never noticed them. They were always there. I just hadn't seen them. It's the same with your ads. Even though you're running the same ad week after week, people will not notice it until you're, they're in the market for your product or services. As soon as they're looking for what you offer, they'll call. So even though you're tired of your ad, if it's making you money, you need to keep using it. Number 14. Test, test, and test. If there are only three things you get out of this book, this must be one of them. 
Once you understand this simple principle, you'll be able to make money from your advertising all the time with every ad you ever run. Over the years, I've spoken to many business owners who've tried advertising in various mediums, only to stop using them because they didn't work. Often the opposition was using the same medium that didn't work for them and getting great results. But ask the, these business owners if they advertise in their local paper or in the local radio station, and they'll tell you that that doesn't work. So if the newspaper doesn't get results or the radio station ads fail to get a response, why are... What? What, Dad? Um, so if the newspaper doesn't get results and the radio station ads fail to get a response, why are there so many com- companies still using them? Surely they- they've worked out whether or not they're getting results. The fact is that it's normally not that the median or strategy doesn't work. It's simply that the ads weren't good enough for- in the first place. The secret to getting a response to your advertising is to test the number of ads until you find the right one. See, a lot of people write an ad and believe that it will work and- well for them. They place it in the papers and sit back waiting for the calls. All along, they've believed that it will work. After all, a lot of their current clients read the paper. But when it fails to improve, the number of leads, they'll stop running the ads, blaming the paper for the poor response. But how did they think the ad was going to work? You can never know until you put it to the test. If it doesn't work, you simply change the ad and run it again. You keep testing over and over again until you find the ad that does work. I've seen many businesses blow huge sums of money on expensive campaigns that never worked. They've simply wasted their cash. They'll run full-page ads in major publishers for thousands of dollars only to find out that the, ads, that the ad was a shocker in the first place. If only they had tested the ad or the key parts of the ad to start with, they could have saved themselves all that hardship. So, let's look at the things you need to test. Firstly, you need to test your headlines. Your headline is the most important part of your advertisement. We'll see. We'll get on to how to write a great headline later. For the moment, you only need to be aware of its importance and the fact that it's crucial that you test it. You also need to test the offer you're making. Some offers that you think will get people in will quite often not work. But some that you didn't think would work will quite often bring a huge response. You can't be sure until you test them. Test different publications. If you find that one newspaper gets a lot of calls and yet another containing the same ad doesn't, fair chance that it's the publication and not the ad. The position is something else you need to test. Try your ads <coughs> in, a div- in the business the business pages, the classified or the early 
general news sections. I've seen many times where a client has simply taken an ad that wasn't working, placed it in a different section of the paper, and suddenly they started getting a great response. Test your ads with photographs. Without photographs, with a border, without a border, act. There are so many things that can alter the results you achieve, but you can't possibly hope to know what these are without testing them first. You can have all the theories and beliefs in the world, but until you put them to the test, you can't be sure if they'll work.